I told you I'd be back, and here I am. Episode 99, Part 2, my reaction to Crown Jewel, which had a lot of higher moments than I you know, thought it would be, and they played off some you know, disasters and made them really good. To me, like, did they hit 100% out of the park? No, but made a lot more, you know, a lot of good stuff in there. A lot less stupidity than you normally see on a pay-per-view. So stick around and we will get to all that after a quick word for our friends at Anchor. Look at that, it actually worked the first time. Welcome back to Wrestling with Ski, episode 99, part two. My reaction to Crown Jewel. I must say, if I go through this... Six and three, not bad, especially considering one of them was Lashley and Goldberg. I mean, the three matches that I, you know, didn't figure out were Selena and Dewdrop, Lashley and Goldberg, and Finn and Xavier. I mean, granted, that means I got most of the obvious ones right. But that didn't mean they couldn't have pulled swerves. <clears throat> and I just didn't think they were going to let Goldberg do that. But regardless, it wasn't that terrible of a show. I didn't think it was that terrible of a show. Could there have been some things that were better? Yes. Could they have done other things? Yes. Could Daisy shut the hell up and stop barking at nothing? Yes. Will those things ever happen? Not really, no. We'll start out with Edge versus Seth Rollins, which, by the way, I was right. Um, I don't think they're going to end it, per se, now that that happened on Raw. You never know. I don't know. They like did it and then they put them both on the same show. It's like one of those, it's just bound to keep going kind of things, but we'll see. They could surprise us. At least we can hope that they surprise us. But I mean, I will say that it was a good match. We got some good notes. I mean, Seth legit, I don't know if you saw, he flinched when Edge's music hit, whether he wasn't ready and just chilling in the ring or what, but he did flinch and jump when Edge's music hit. They did sadly bring back Edge and Seth into this match. They brought back Seth and the eye thing. But you saw him take the chair piece and put it into Edge's eye. He hit him in the chair with an eye, punched a chair into his eye. You know, that was all uh, stuff that I wish they didn't use. I really wish that was going to be over because I thought that whole thing was just dumb. I do give malachi black credit for you know doing up his that eye to carry that on because it was you know a phase in his career so you do have to give him credit for that let's see who wants to say something don't i need to talk to but he did carry that on so i mean he did still like malachi does still put that in there as a part of his career so i give him credit for that i just wish it was done yeah, done and over with because we knew he's not really doing stuff to eyes and all that. I was just hoping that was like done and done. But I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, Rollins attempts to steal a concerto, which a lot of people have done. Obviously, it was him and Christian's thing. Michael Cole saying that, you know, who knows better what how to do damage with a ladder than Edge? Maybe the Hardy Boys, because that was their thing. But Rollins tries to steal the concerto, doesn't work, but he does steal the unprettier, which was Christian's. Yeah, you know, it's Christian's move, the name of that in the WWE. So, which Edge used. So there's a little thing, you know, back and forth, them stealing that. Edge steals a back buckle bomb, 
from Seth and he did it good. And, you know, you don't see edge doing too many buckle bombs. So I was quite happy to see him you now steal it and everyone walked away healthy and he did it good. Again, it's been a long time since Seth hasn't done one good, but it's still there. It's still a thing. It was good to see that happen. Edge kicked out of that amazing sun- sunset bomb, yeah, you know, flip bomb that Seth, yeah, you know, did off of that ladder, and it was a beautiful move. Considering when he tried to do the sunset, you know, flip and bomb Kane, that's when he first, you know, blew a knee out in a live event. So it was really good to see him do it and do it well and stay healthy. And Edge kicked out. So they did a great thing. They did it healthy, and he's kicked out, which was great. Edge super kicks at Edge, yeah. Rollins wraps a chain around his boot, and they had Edge looking like he did not score guard when he was down and out, and all that took the super kick. Which we all, you know, saw coming. We did Once he did it, we knew he was going to hit him. Um, when he went for the stomp with the chain wrapped around his boot, though, he did do it phenomenally. To have him go for it, and Edge just Popped the chair right up for a low blow, and he jumped right into it. That was great. That was a good counter to make it not end that way. You know, just add another wrinkle of just, ooh, to that, you know, which was great. I liked it at least. Um, and the people just pop up a chair and just hit them low blow right with it and hell in the cell. It's allowed, so i can't complain uh edge goes through this cross face which he's been using with the chain now said chain they ripped off of seth's foot and then seth reached for the tool bag box you know it's a bag i believe that he pulled into the ring and grabbed a wrench and edge stole that and then used the cross face for that and after a little bit stopped before he tapped out we're all going uh okay how are they gonna edit that and i was literally waiting on them to do something stupid like after that suddenly edge you know, gets put down within like two seconds and Seth steals one somehow. I was waiting for it. Just because, like I say, I have low expectations for him to not give me those feelings. Tell me whatever you want. They've been doing this for so long. Can't blame me for it. But he goes and gets up. We're also going to wonder how it's going to end. I was just going, please, God, don't let it end with something stupid because he's so far in control. Seth's so down. But you never know the way they do these things, but, but yeah, chair under Seth, puts the chain around his, you know, and all that's gone. And he steals the stomp. Now, if you watched it, it wasn't the greatest stomp. He was barely on the back of his neck. It looked like he literally slid of his you know, neck as he was doing it, but delivered it. Got enough of that body that Seth did go straight down. And it was really, in my opinion, one of the greatest thing in the world. Anyone that watched it, you can't say it was one of the greatest things in the world. But it was a hell of a match. Regardless of everything, it told a hell of a story. It was a hell of a match. They're still in each other's, you know, moves. They did the eye thing, which I still hate. But, I mean, people were kicking out of each other's moves. People were stealing each other's moves. You didn't really know what was going to happen there at the end. You know, as they kept going, you're sitting there going, oh, don't end it that way. And they didn't a lot, which is really, really good. And Edge gets away with the victory now. What do they do with it on Raw? Who knows? I mean, it's Hell in the Cell. It should end it. But will they? Sadly, my time will tell. Literally. Sadly. I don't think they're going to be over with it. But you never know. And this could lead to, you know, I guess Edge winning that and then trying to move on to 
probably the WWE Championship. I don't see them putting him in the U.S. title thing. Even though if he gets the U.S. title run, he could have great matches with lots of young talent and work with all kinds of people. But we'll see what they do with it either way. Like I said, Edge getting the win wouldn't hurt Seth at all. He looked good, did all of his stuff, and the way his character is, he could lose every night, and it wouldn't matter. So, overall, great way, and that was a bad thing. Like, starting out with that made it very difficult for everyone going forward, like Mustafa and Mansoor. And I don't have a lot of big highlights from the match because they just put on a good match. They did what I thought they would do. They didn't need bells and whistles. They were one of the very few, you know, there's only a few non-bells and whistles matches. You know, what you say, King of the Ring, Queen's Crown, still bells and whistles, they're all that. And they throw all kinds of extra stipulations in other matches. So it was good to see just a normal match. And the crowd was into it the whole time. It was a great match. They showed their stuff. Mansoor got the victory. Uh, Ali did the normal heel thing, went and attacked him afterwards. Yeah. Say what you want. They put on a hell of a match. I really don't care. He attacked him afterwards. Didn't care. Like they put, did what I thought they were going to do. And they were given the, the because it was crown jewel and it was his hometown of all places. Like that's where he found him in Saudi Arabia during a tryout. Like he was a perfect time for Mansoor. Like, he, if he didn't go over, like, that kind of pop that he got, like, someone did something wrong. And they looked really good, and they were given the appropriate time to actually put together a match, which on televised stuff, when you're in their shoes and you're not like the champs, you don't get that much time, which is why you see Charlotte so many times. And, like, you know, all those things. Or Bobby and he was champion, or Roman on SmackDown, like, they don't get a lot of time. They gave him time. They put on a hell of a match. Um, then random music plays after it, after he attacks Mansoor. Guy walks down the ramp. I'm looking, going, who the hell knows who it is? Maybe it's truth being an idiot, but they wouldn't do that. Turns out is a silver medalist for Saudi Arabia in karate. And he takes, you know, Ali's head straight off. And then him and Mansoor celebrate in the ring together, raise his arm up at top of the ramp before they go away. I mean, it was a good moment just for him, you know, Mansoor being from Riyadh and their Olympic silver medalist from 2020 Olympics happened in 2021 there in Tokyo. Like it was just an all around good moment. A great moment, actually. Just for the town and the country in general, two of their biggest people, you know, Mansoor, the only first one ever in WWE and their silver medalist there together. Like that was the feel good home moment that they needed to have. And we're not surprised by that. Like, I was okay with it. I'm like, damn, look at that kick. Like, that was a real thing. And Ali took it like a champ. and was in there bobbing around with him like he could do something. Like, they did a good job with it and it made everyone in there happy. And it left the crowd happy. And that's the key thing when they go anywhere is to leave the crowd happy, especially when y'all are in Saudi Arabia. You need to make sure they're very happy when you leave. And that led to it. And then it leads to AJ Styles and Omos against RK bro for the raw tag team titles. I will say seeing Riddle roll off and then Randy's up there just cursing on the ramp. You could see it cussing his head off, whatever the hell he was saying as you know, Riddle rolls off and then he comes back on a camel of all things, but Hey, good for Riddle made sense because it's Riddle for him to come out on a camel and Randy played it off great because well, it's Randy. He's been doing this for so long, but it was exactly what we thought it would be. Yeah, you know, once Omos got in there, just 
Molly whopped everybody till they finally got him out of there. So what they always, you know, he, yeah, and then because he dominates people, and then AJ's like, "Ooh, let me in," and he does, and then everyone makes sure they kick him off the apron and everything else to get him out of the way, so they can get the victory. Like that's normal stuff, but again, he's gigantic. It's not his fault. Like that, there's very little you can do to make it look like he's gonna get his ass whooped. Tell me what you're gonna do besides hitting the guy like a truck. And I took full full size Silverado to the, you know left hip, and guess what? I was walking very shortly after. Didn't even put me on. They were going like 65. So there's very few things that could take out Omas in real life. So they get you now Randy back in there with. AJ. And, you know, I mean, they're two of the best ever, their generations, bar none. So them being in the ring together is great with all the stuff, you know, they normally do to keep Omos out of the thing and to get him preoccupied and, you know, or anything has to happen, which sadly, I mean, that just happens during that big, but he goes for a phenomenal forearm. Randy pulls the counter and drop RKO. We see him do it to a million people, to a million different moves. And it still looks pretty every time. So good on Randy. Because as many times as he has countered something and caught someone in an RKO, whether it's Evan Bourne with the shooting star or that, it's looked phenomenal. And he pulled that off and tags and riddle to get the floating bro to hold on to the titles. And like I said, them being champions is better overall. Because of the tag team division, the more people they can work with compared to AJ and Omas. AJ needed it to be, you know, the Grand Slam champion. And, I mean, there wasn't too many times because the stage of the career is in. So they did that to get him it. But AJ and Omos, you know, he has Omos. So Riddle and Randy, I mean, especially someone like Randy working with many people as they got going in there that are young and doing all that, that just much better because they can work with everybody and have better matches put together than with Omos. In my opinion, you could tell me I'm wrong, but what else are you going to do with the big dude? Like, has to be the same thing over and over again. So we'll see what they go with those two from there. But I still think it's good for Omos for them to be a team together. Because it really is good for him to get the experience, especially with someone like AJ. But them being in the you know, title picture, I don't know. Like them being right there in contendership, yes, that's a good thing. But overall champs, we'll see how they work it out with that. I just... Again, Omos, like there's only so much you could do with him because he's such a Sasquatch and the guys that they have that are that size that are in the tag division equals no one. Like nothing's believable. So except for what they keep doing, which is just hitting him when he's on the apron, doing all that. And it is what it is, but it's still a good match. And again, right there, AJ going for you know phenomenal form, which he does beautifully. Randy counters it, you know, hits him with an RKO, tags and riddle. Riddle does his floating, bro. They get the victory. Like everyone got their stuff in. And Omos looked like a monster. So it's a victory for everybody. And AJ is the one that got pinned. So it does protect Omos because he had, didn't get pinned. So you know it does work around for everybody. So you really can't like it. Not the greatest, but what the hell do you think they're gonna do? Really? Um that be again, like I don't know. That being said, though, Selena Vega does beat Dewdrop to become Queen of the Ring. So I'd love to see what they do with that and the finish with all that, whatever the hell they called it. it wasn't what you know, whatever the hell you're gonna call. It. I've heard that move called so many different names. I don't know, but her pulling that, I mean, that's all core on her and 
Dewdrop falling, and that gives Elena son again. Dewdrop just got there. Zelina, I mean, they re-signed her, and apparently they told her. I mean, obviously, she didn't come back for nothing. Like, they told her she was going to obviously be doing something. They were going to put her in some kind of spot, so good for her. I was wrong. I just figured they weren't going to put it on Zelina. How are they going to do it? And they did it to where it's like even Hannah, who doesn't watch wrestling all that often, didn't even start ever until recently, very recently, even though she's lived with me for you know, a little bit now, went... Yeah, that's believable. Like her pulling that off really quick, Selena, and getting the victory. I mean, good for her. I just hope that it leads to something, you know, good and sustained, not just another king character. No, it leads to like something actually good for her career, not just, hey, you're, you're queen of, you know, you got the queen's crown, and that's it. You know, that wouldn't make any sense why, why do it, and, you know, at all, then, if that's how you're going to do it. So hopefully it leads to something good. But again, we know she's going to keep doing something. We know dude dropped the way they have been using her. She was still there, which is great. Like, it's really a good thing. I just hope, again, it's not like a Corbin thing, which didn't lead to anything, really. Too much people carrying him to the ring. That's it. Until um, COVID happened. Uh, Booker got some title runs, but really... It hasn't been, yeah, Nakamura hasn't. He's done more and he wasn't even the king of the ring. He just stole Corbin's crown and then held on to it in a match. Like, I don't know. So hopefully it does something good for her and they don't just put her back to where she was before. It's good to see her actually getting to have matches and do stuff and show what she has. Only time will tell with that here shortly. But, I mean, I'm not holding out hope. I'm pretty sure it's going to be another one of those characters. But, you know, we shall see. I hate to use that phrase, but we'll see how that works out. Which leads us to Lashley and Goldberg in a no-holds-barred match, which also got added to Falls Count Anywhere match. This is the show went on the air, which I was okay with. I mean, they should have just made it that way anyway, because no, you know, Falls Count Anywhere. I mean, pretty much the same thing. I mean, I mean, those are always no-holds-barred matches, but uh, Lashley starts out with the chain wrapped around his fist without Goldberg seeing it, knowing it. And he did get, you know, a couple minutes there where Goldberg was just getting lit up. I'm like, please, God, after all that, please don't let all the dumb rhetoric about killing people, don't let it end that stupid. Pretty please don't do me like that. And thankfully, they didn't. Granted, who didn't, like, if you watched it, who didn't see Goldberg sidestepping Lashley and him going through that table he set up in the corner? We all saw it. We all knew it was coming. But Goldberg, who doesn't play off crippled very often, did it well. He even put up, you know, put him up for that jackhammer. And I just had moments, just flashbacks of, you know, take her. And please, God, please, God, please, God. And he did it. So that was phenomenal as well. The, you know, and even though we saw him sidestepping and coming, and we saw the hurt business, you know, Shelton and Cedric, I said, them having the tag title match makes no sense because they're not even on the show, but. They're there for that. They showed up. Kendo sticks. Goldberg gets them. After, you know, Lashley just walks away. Yeah, we all saw it coming. So we were okay. Lesnar with the hell of a spear off the ramp through the tables, wherever the hell was down there to pick up the victory. Great. That was a good ending. And they landed it good. Everyone walked away. Like, it was good overall. Like, no one died, obviously. He didn't kill anybody, like he kept saying, which just, yeah, no one saw it coming. No one thought it was going to happen, but it was just dumb to keep saying it. But it was still good. 
Like who complained about that? Who could complain about that? That was like they did a good job. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, was it did it go from being completely one sided to pretty much completely the other sided? Yes. But I mean, who thought those two going at it was actually going to be given as much time as it was? I mean, the worst part about it was, you know, the tininess of the security guards that were supposed to be escorting, you know, Goldberg to the ring and protecting him because they were like my size. But there's the interference we saw. We all knew he was getting out of the way for Lashley to go through the table and turn it. And then that big spear, like I wasn't, didn't think they were going to do that big of a bump for him. That was really, really good to see. Like I couldn't complain about that. Granted, no one died and all that, but they actually let them get more than, you know, five or so minutes and they did it well. So I can't complain about that. Um, I just didn't, you know, they let, put the almighty down doing all that. So I don't know what that means for him letting, you know, Goldberg win. So I'll take that as a wrong just because I, the way they built up Lashley, I didn't see them letting him lose. Um, Granted, the rhetoric, Goldberg had to win. I think I said that, but I just didn't see him doing it. So I don't know if I want to count that as wrong. But I figured they would give it to Lashley over Goldberg just because the way they built him up. But it seems like Lashley is on his way back down, even though I thought minus him on the microphone, which he still sucks. So he couldn't be it right now without MVP. Like he's either really on or he's really bad. Like he was having his best matches of his career, like the stuff he was doing with Drew and on before they got rid of him like he was taking more bumps than he saw in a very long time he was doing all kinds of stuff which was really really good in my opinion so him losing to Goldberg maybe that's a way down or maybe they just move on he gets pissed off and just goes after someone but can't go after you know Big E again so we'll see what they do with that I don't know maybe they'll go back after Priest even though it doesn't make sense maybe he'll just go away for a little bit I don't know but Still a better match than most of us probably gave them credit for. So I can't take that away from them. Let us to Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods for the King of the Ring final. I just figured they'd give it to Finn because we didn't want, but I did say if they have Xavier win, then him and Kofi against you know, Nakamura and Boogs for the real king. So they could do that. So as I can see, either way, I just didn't know if think they were going to pull the trigger on that. Now Finn gets to keep doing his thing. Xavier gets his moment. And they had a great match. I don't care what anyone tries to say. They had a hell of a match. Like those two put on a great one. You know, Xavier showed what he was, you know, made of against someone like Finn, who he knew what kind of match he was going to put on. So if it wasn't good, it wasn't on Finn. And I still thought it was a great match. One of the greatest match of all time, but it was still really good. Made them both look good. Xavier gets his moment finally. I mean, it's not as big as Kofi getting the title or, you know, the WWE title or Big E getting the WWE title, but it's a start and it's his big thing. And that's what he said, you know, made him want to be a wrestler and all that. So it was good. Kofi not being there at all, didn't show up to help him, didn't show up after he won while he was up there getting, you know, putting the crown on and all that, which is really good. I just want to see what they're going to do with it tomorrow night is in him with, you know, the crown Nakamura, if they're going to do something with it immediately tomorrow or what's going to go on, I'm sure Nakamura and Boogs are going to show up. Like, it just doesn't make sense for them to not show up. But we'll see if they actually pull the trigger. If they do, let's go and knock down another one of those things to put on the little clicker as to things, well, ideas that I apparently gave them and was right. I said it, I called it. I'll see if they actually do it. But it was good. 
Xavier deserved it. I mean, he's been around for how long? And he was normally just the piece. It was just him and Francesca. And he got it. They put together good matches. Um, again, I hope they continue as him versus that, whatever, but they do something with it. Because now he's the king. I mean, what I mean, him and Kofi are still new day going over there, so they had to do something unless they split him up and give him a singles run to go up to the IC title or something. I don't know, but guessing it's gonna be Boogs and Nakamura first going after things, regardless he won it, regardless of him and you know, again, Nakamura, those and Boogs and New Day facing off, and you know, Nakamura wins to keep being king. Xavier still won it, regardless of any story they pull off. He still did it, and that was his thing. So good for him. And I thought it was a good match. I didn't have the highest of expectations, but I mean, you know, he still killed it. I don't care what anyone says. That was a good match. So just Drew and Big E, and we, we all know that Big E was going to win, obviously, because Drew was going to SmackDown. But the big things is, you know, Big E countered a Claymore into a submission, which you don't see. You don't see it really counter at all, except for people stepping out of the way. And then he normally still wins. So that was cool. Drew kicking out of a big inning, which you really don't ever see, regardless of if he's in New Day or doing his own thing before New Day and all that. Like, so that was cool to see for me. You know, Big E kicks out of a Claymore, which literally, I mean, who, what, Lesnar did it? Maybe Bobby, like you don't see too many people do it. So it was good to see them build him up like that as big of a deal. And Drew can keep moving on regardless. It was a great match. Um, and then ending with Drew going for a big ending and Biggie countering into a big ending of his own. I was okay with that. You know, it was a great match. Like they did a great job with the match. We all knew they were going to. Biggie got the victory like we knew he was going to, and I can't say anything bad about it. I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there like Drew or something that can find something bad about it. I'd like to pick on Drew. But again, another good match where they didn't get anything stupid involved. It was just two guys going out there having a match, which you don't see very often. Like that was the most we went through a single night in WWE in what, years. With how many matches we had not end with people getting involved? There's what, two? The whole night? Like, and guess what? We all saw both of them coming with the style of match that it was. So, you know, can't complain about that. We all saw it coming. We all knew it was going to happen. And it was still a glorious night. Drew looked great. Big E looked great. It's a good send off for Drew for, you know, time on, you know, on Raw to go into SmackDown. He held it down during the COVID. I mean, he was the guy during that whole Thunderdome and all that era until right there at the very end. So that was like really cool to see him get to go out having that match, even if he lost. He, you know, did the favor and put on a great show with Big E to help, you know, make Big E look even better than he is. And I'm okay with that. And it was, again, another good match. Like it was overall a really good night to me. Like you could say it wasn't, but it was really good overall night. And I was completely okay with it. Which led us to the triple threat with Becky defending against Bianca and Sasha. I was called that one too. And I told you, Sasha, you know, wasn't going to win just because Charlotte was already there. Like that would have been the super swerve. And then everyone, what the hell do we do now? But as Charlotte was going to SmackDown with the title, we knew Sasha wasn't going to win. And I must say, it probably has to be weird for the females who are normally not that much clothing and being full body suits and t shirts when they're not normally especially in like Saudi Arabia or something. I imagine that made them a lot warmer than normal. So 
that was just my thought. Never mind not seeing it. You know, how the normal gear, like it just had to be weird. But Becky doing the double disarm her, even if it got countered, was cool because we got to see Bianca's strength again. I mean, they did a really good job with the three of them. Like they have really good uh, chemistry together, I'll say. Like they, I thought they did phenomenal in the match all across the board. I mean, everything that happened at the end, we're sitting there watching you. Finisher after finisher after finisher. You know, people throwing each other out of the ring. Uh, you know, Sasha throwing Bianca out of the ring. Going after the Becky, you know, counters and rolls her up, holds onto the bottom rope for leverage to steal it, which doesn't put, you know, which Sasha lost and she's going to smack down on it. She can go after Charlotte and it didn't put Bianca with the loss. You see what they did there? That helped, you know, build everything, which I think will lead to Becky and Bianca continuing because she didn't pin Bianca, which again sets up the story going forward, keeps it going, keeps it going on the new show for Bianca because she was always on SmackDown. Like, it was good the way they did it. They put on a hell of a match. I mean, but again, that Hell in the Cell match at the beginning, like, it was hard to battle with that. And then we all knew what was coming up afterwards. So I think they held their own with it. And everyone was so into it too. But again, last time they were there was the first time we had a female match. So, I mean, like it's new for them and it was so good. Like they tore the house down. All the women did. Again, Vega looked good. Dewdrop looked good. Becky, Bianca, Sasha, they all looked good. We all knew Sasha wasn't going to win. I thought Bianca was going to win. No, I didn't. She's going to win overall though, because she's going to raw. See, seeing if everyone's paying attention, I have the results right there. At least my predictions. Bianca's overall, because she didn't get pinned, is the winner. You know, Becky pinned Sasha, so then that title goes over to Raw officially. They swap them over. Sasha was the one that lost that, but Bianca still looks good. Like, you know, did it all that, but Bianca was the big winner. Becky held on. Sasha doesn't matter because she's not going after that title. You know, she's going after Charlotte's now, so that doesn't matter. You know, so they did a good job playing it all off so no one got hurt. So I'm okay with that. And we'll see what they do. Um, when it comes to Sasha tomorrow night, SmackDown and uh, Becky and Bianca on Raw. But I have an odd feeling Becky and Bianca isn't over yet. Call me whatever you want. That's not over yet. That's not done. They're going to keep that going. Regardless of who wins in the end, they're going to keep it going, which leads us to the main event. What we are all waiting for. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Told you there was going to be some kind of stupid. Roman entered first, which was weird, but, you know, because he's the champ and all, but it is Lesnar. Lesnar, I might add, looked more cut than we've seen him in years, even when he made his first comeback there after UFC. He still looked more cut than he did then. Like, he's in great, great freakish shape, and he's already a freak, so he didn't need much help with it. Yet there he was, a complete nutter freak. But in great shape, uh, they do the normal thing, but Roman, you know, had control at the beginning. Um, I will say that him doing a Superman punch, you know, the way he does it too, guy that was actually UFC champion, which is weird, but it's his moveset. I get it. They did the whole thing. He just adds the arm thing, but it's still weird. Uh, and the match turned around with Brock having the greatest timing I've seen anyone have really. With him jumping, 
as Roman was going for the spear. Like that was perfect spot on timing for Roman to run into the turnbuckle. So good on Brock because he does like the first match in what, 19 months. And he did that better than most people do. So most anyone does actually, which was great. I mean, he perfect timing. He was getting right there. He jumped perfectly. Wasn't one of those like you're watching going, okay, he jumped like, like he was way out of the way and the guy kept going. You know, he did it. We're like, okay, but he couldn't stop if he wanted to. So they did a good job there. Roman kicked out of the first F5. There we go. He countered the second one into a guillotine, which I don't think we've seen. I think we've actually seen anyone do to Brock. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think we did. Say, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. So that was cool to see. That was really good counter. And, you know, obviously didn't end the match. Um, I do have to say Charles Robinson, like when he, I mean, horrifically blatant, like when that F5 happened, Roman into the official, like, I mean, he literally ran towards it and jumped. Like you could see him do it. That was ugly. That was really ugly. So, you know, no kudos to him, but I mean, you know, it's going to have something stupid. It had to, you know, but Charles Robinson, you've been doing this long enough. You shouldn't have jumped directly into that. To me, I was going to go, well, he, like even Hannah, again, who barely pretty much never watched until in the last couple of months here. She's way behind. Went, he ran into that. Like, yeah, he literally ran over and jumped into that. Like, you know, I mean, make it look that obvious. And I must say, it's amazing how quickly uh, new refs get down to the ring as dumb things are happening with like, you know, titles and all that and the yeah there he is running but they don't care about any of that like find a way to do that better could have just had them you know wake charles back up instead of having a new guy running down the ramp is all that dumb is happening because that ramp's that big like he saw it all and then not care but you know Heyman throwing the belt in there as they're both down yelling you know what to do with it you don't know who he was talking to which keeps the suspense and the drama up for when they have the rematch because the way they ended there's going to be a rematch which was phenomenal. But then it comes down to the normal, you know, Roman gets a victory after the Usos come down, super kicks, championship, yeah. And he steals one, which sets it up farther down the road, which is, you know, what they wanted, obviously, was for them to have a rematch the way they did it. Um, don't know when, don't know where, but they set it up perfectly to have a rematch. So we'll see when that happens. I take a six and three, except for, you know, two of them. I said, who knows? So really, I mean, I'll go with six and three, though, because I checked the wrong guy, but technically eight and one overall. But it was a good show. I mean, for what they had, there was just so little stupid involved with people getting, interf- you know, running interference and all that, that, you know, you really can't complain. There was some predictable stuff, but even in the predictable stuff, they still put on good matches. So, which is something that, you know, pay per views here in the States, you know, it's very hard for us to get that. You know, you're just going, this is dumb. Like I actually left kind of okay with all that. No one almost died like last time or anything weird. So I consider it a good night. Call me crazy, but I liked it. So comment and tell me if you think I'm wrong. You know, whenever you get to watch it, the video will still, you know, all that'll still be here. If you're listening to it on audio, find the video on YouTube, Facebook, rumbling and comment. Tell me what you think. Start it on Facebook. You know, more people there. Start a conversation in the comments. Do it on, you know, YouTube, because that helps me out, you know, 
I thought it was overall a really good thing. Like they put on good matches, they put on a good show. The crowd seemed into it the whole night, and that's all you really won. They didn't do a bunch of the normal. Like there were more interferences from people and women's in the women's matches there for a couple of weeks than there was the whole night here. You know, it's just in main events that they have the people getting involved. So that's just amazing. It was overall good. I liked it. Again, comment, tell me what you think. And please don't forget, write reviews. Writing reviews puts me higher up on the list so more people see it, which helps out everything. But uh, yeah, I consider it a good night, a good afternoon here, a good night there. But let me know what you think. Um, again, follow along, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble for the videos. And you know all the listening platforms, especially Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Sketcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You know all of them. Follow along on there. I can keep track of all those. Anchor gets some. I get some. I don't get a lot. But <laughs> anything, really. But check it out there. It's easier. To, you know, the whole thing is there. You can listen to them in your car without looking at my face. Even though the wall there is, you know, amazing. But, you know, follow along on there. But again, I really like follow along and share out the videos and like, share, comment, and repeat on all of them because it helps out, especially, you know, sharing them out helps immensely because it gets more eyes and ears on it for free. And I greatly appreciate it more than you know. And tomorrow, tomorrow is a good show. So check that one out. Turn 100. Didn't think we'd make it to 100, but here we are. Probably should have been here way sooner, but damn it, it's happening tomorrow, and that's the important thing. So make sure you stick around and check that out, and it's going to be a good one. Like we got some good stuff planned. So I want to thank you all for watching, checking me out, listening. Don't forget, review the page, share the videos out, and comment on them, like them, do all of that. It helps me immensely to get more eyes and ears on there for free. I appreciate y'all. Let me know what you thought about Crown Jewel. Like those are just my feelings as I saw it. You can think something completely different, but let me know. I appreciate y'all. Enjoy the rest of your night. And until, you know, episode, you know, 100 for our birthday tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your night and peace.